Hey guys, Kevin from the JJT Podcast here with a brief message from our sponsors, No Judges Needed. All of us are coming back to jiu-jitsu after so long in quarantine, finding ourselves, you know, not really getting it as quick as we used to, a little bit slower, a little bit softer. I'm no different. I've gained like 15 pounds. You know what always helps me get back into my game from a long layoff? Merch merchandising from hats sweatshirts geese shirts and all sorts of different apparel no judges needed have you covered now i know what you're thinking kev i can't afford all this sexy merch you're talking about i got bills to pay i got kids to feed well we thought so too and we've got a solution for you the njn crew have been kind enough to hook you our viewers up with a promo code to net you 20 percent off all purchases Type in the code JJT at checkout to let them know we sent you. You'll be helping us out. You'll be helping yourselves out. And you'll be helping them out. Everyone helping everybody. People help the people. Fred Claus is an underrated Christmas movie. I'll say that till the day I die. All right, commercial over. But seriously, we wouldn't advocate all this stuff if we didn't use it ourselves. Myself and Kevin G, huge advocates of NJN. They, they keep us looking fresh at all times. They're even decorating my microphone. And uh, I think if you'll give them a shot, you'll see what we're talking about. All right. Now back into the video. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And it's just us today. We're doing an old school OG ride or die, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. <laughs> we Just the two of us, try. you and I, episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. Because before we were able to get all the this big swinging dicks of the BJJ and MMA <laughs> world, it was just me, two Kevs shooting right, the shit Kev. about two what's going two. on. So let, how about you, bud? How are you doing right now? I am doing okay, man. You know, I am um, forcibly getting myself through the the chaos that is our modern world and i'm i'm think i'm doing a pretty good job but i had a nice little vacation last week i'm back to my studio space as you can tell my amazing million dollar studio space that is totally not just a corner of my bedroom with a poster hanging on a wall on my laptop sitting in front of me you know this is with a, the with a, the south tampa annex uh, yeah. studio space i'm currently in a I'm currently in the white void that Jiu-Jitsu Times puts me in so that I can do these episodes. And there's no escape until I'm done. But You're not even really a human, a human, are you? You're just like some kind of like virtual reality uh, AI. Dude, I, uh, I've hologram. never – yeah. Yeah, no. I'm I've, I'm just ones and zeros. I'm, I'm code zero. at this point. I'm, I don't great. really exist. That's great. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, but you're a good, yeah. good program. It's a pretty good coding. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. And other unrelated news, I turn I'm turning 24 next week. So I got that coming up. Oh wow. And I'm oh, and I, it sucks because I feel old, but I know everyone in my life is yeah. so much older that they're gonna like still dunk on me. So yeah. I don't I don't even get to enjoy I I literally not even I say this a lot. I probably have shoes that are older than you, kid. I'm not even gonna lie about that. <laughs> now okay, now what shoes are you keeping for that? Long? I am I'm not gonna lie to you. There's probably like an old pair of dress shoes that are collecting dust in the corner of my closet that I've never worn that if I pulled out are probably close to twenty four years old. <laughs> oh my god, that probably, is probably not, but I I'm just I'm... guarantee you there is a piece of clothing and article clothing in my room that is twenty four years old. Now I just I gotta say that because um, if you're keeping like like if you're keeping like 
Air Jordans. I get that, you know. <laughs> right, right, but if yeah. you got if you got a pair of nasty ass flip flops from 1995, <laughs> probably I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you for that because that's not good, bud. Is that when you were born? 95. I was born 96, but like 96. older than me, oh, older man. than me, 95. Wow. Like <laughs> I graduated high school in 1995. It's funny because earlier today my sister was like, "What year are you guys born?" To me and my brother, and I was like 96. He's like 98, and she's like, "All right, so I'm a snake." Or I'm a I'm a dragon, and Sean is like some other cool thing, and Kevin's a rat, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you guys. I know, rat. That's a that's a good one. I'm I'm a I'm a dragon. I think am I a drag? I'm a dragon. Dragon or a snake? I can't remember. I think I'm yeah, a dragon. But, yeah, but like I'm just gonna say this right now. In the in the legend, the rat rent wins the race. So like, fuck all you guys. Yeah, but because the. The, the dragon just eats you, buddy, and like fucking blows fire. On <laughs> I feel like in the myth, the dragon didn't only want, like, only lost because, like, he heard about the race late and he's like, fuck, I gotta. <laughs> he, was, he was too busy sleeping on his giant mound of gold and was like, ah, he's like, what? Do I even bother? Do I give a fuck about this rat race thing anyway? Who gives a fuck? Oh, I'm just gonna go God. steal all their shit. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, jujitsu has been reopening. Yes. And I just, uh, it's been hitting different states, different ways. Mm. I don't know if there's ever, if there's been any confirmed cases of spikes because of all the tournaments that have been reopening. Like we, there was third coast grappling this past weekend. Right. There's a lot of events planned on the docket. They're, they're doing another event. BJJ stars just announced a bunch of fights that are happening. What do you think about the, the idea of opening up? Oh man, Kev, that's a tough one, buddy. I'm not going to lie to you, man, that I'm not at least somewhat troubled by it on a, on a, you know, on a human level. Um, there's part of me that, and this is, this is the point, the part, the point where I'm in right now with the whole situation. There's obviously a part of me that realizes that no matter what I'm trying to tell myself, there's no way, shape or form that gyms are being compliant with state legislations and state phases by having 30 or 40 people in a room training jujitsu with one another. <laughs> you know, it's not, that's, there's no way that that's the case. Yeah. Um, it's, I, th I feel like people are really threading a needle and gym owners specifically, right? Like what are you supposed to do? You know? So based upon that narrative, what I have forced myself to believe and again, it's not exactly 100% what I believe because I still want to believe that science and, and facts and the rest of the world did not just make this shit up because, you know, if that's the case, holy fuck. Um, and I don't ever think anybody really made anything up, but that's the case. Um, the point I'm trying to say is, is this is that, like, I'm forced to believe the narrative that this disease is just not as bad as we had anticipated and all the, all the scientists and all the, all the experts we're just erring on the side of caution in order to protect us. Um, and that's what I got to roll with because if I'm going to a gym and I'm rolling with 30 people on the mat, there is no way hell, shape, or form, especially now in Florida, Bubba. I live in Florida, baby. We're on, freaking, we're on top of the world for COVID cases, and there's some ways that people can explain that away. But um, I'm making myself believe that we are safe the disease is not as bad as it has been. The people that I know that have become positive have had mild to no symptoms. They're sick for about a week, worst case scenario, and then everything is fine. And I'm hoping that that's what we're ruled with because that's what I have to believe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you do. 
You know, yeah. if the if there isn't a structure in place for businesses that should not be open right. to not be open, right. and the option is either you know completely lose everything or yeah risk stuff. I know there's a lot of people that are going to risk things for the states that haven't been uh, allowed to reopen in the ways that would allow jujitsu to come back in earnest. You know, we're seeing that, but you know, some of the Western states seem to be doing better than the, the yeah. more densely populated I mean, East California and San Diego are starting to find. Um, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, like, I'm sorry. Like, like, Midwestern type in, in yeah, in, like yeah. Iowa. Shout out Iowa. to <laughs> shout they just don't to, have they don't have the population density, you know. But, but places yeah. like Oklahoma are finding big spikes in their uh, in their numbers now too. So yeah, but uh, while we might waffle on like yeah. the ethic, uh, the morality of keeping jujitsu open right now, I have to admit some of the matchups announced for BJJ stars have yeah. got me absolutely excited. And let's just take a look at this one right here. Felipe Pena, Kanan Duarte. Oh wow, that's a good match, man. Yeah, good what do you match. what are you thinking? How's this is it in the feel? gear, Nogi? Uh, it's key. key. I mean, that's uh, man. To be honest with you, dude, I I think Duarte is probably just because he's a little bit bigger and a little bit not much, but I think he's just bigger, more imposing figure. That makes a bigger difference in than Nogi as far as I'm concerned and their ability to control grips. But they're both very accomplished Gi grapplers. I mean, I think I think Pena won the world's at Gi, right? I think he did. Um, they're both very accomplished Gi grapplers. That's such a good match. What what is what is BJJ Stars format? Do they do points matches or is it a is it a sub only type match? I know they I I know they have done a bunch of different rule sets and they have gi and no gi matchups on right. the card. I'm pretty sure there's a uh, uh, Landro uh, Landro Lowe is also facing Lucas Barbosa and that should be really good. Oh wow, yeah, damn, those are good matches, man. Damn, oh, that's like a that's like a that's like a an old school kind of. It's funny that we think of Landro Lowe as a yeah. No, what a, happened a, a, with a, that? Right? Why? I mean, why is just, he so old? <laughs> We're just seeing a new crop of young talent coming up, and, and like we're getting to the point now where we have watched a generational cycle of jujitsu heroes, and, and you know, uh, like a true jujitsu athlete is only really viable for like ten years. So that ten-year generational span, five or honestly more, probably more, you know, ten five to ten years is when they're really really viable. Um, so we're starting to see the the former stars, the Landrelos, you know, the. Romulo Barals and all these guys that were the big stars of the past that are kind of getting to the point where they're just not viable anymore. It's and, well, they're I still see. viable, but they're, you know, legacy type guys now. Just to remove that yeah. real quick. The first ever jujitsu commercial I ever saw was uh, a spot, excuse me, Flo did on Leandro. And it was just a highlight. It was like a commercial that played uh, during my uh, one of my one of a, a YouTube video I was seeing because I was starting to watch more BJJ stuff, and it was just this high, highlight reel of this like young looking guy, ju like juiced out of his mind, so like solid pump. He's just lifting. He's throwing right. like he, it's it's him in the gi throwing people around. He looks unstoppable, and he's clean shaven. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy is a destroyer. Cut to and, and like a year later, his beard is like flecked with a lot of gray. He's noticeably like 
like deflated looking, and I'm like, what the hell happened to this guy? Do you remember who it was? It was Landro. Oh, Landro. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. like it was for him, yeah. and I'm like, it, well, it, you know, he's he's not really a a big guy either. What does Landro fight at? I think he fights at like uh, middleweight or something like that, right? He competes at middleweight. I think he only weighs about 160 pounds, 170, 165 pounds or something like that. Isn't Landro a little bit smaller? Uh, he's competed at uh, up from light to heavyweight. Yeah, all right. so, yeah, he has gone up. Heavyweight's still yeah. only. I think heavyweight's what is it? One ninety five in the gi is heavyweight. I think I do. I do. No, I do heavyweight. No, heavyweight's two two oh eight in the gi. Well, that's he what competes I, that's what at I like. At, he competes at absolute. Okay, like, so yeah, he is a little bit bigger than yeah. He's, yeah. He's, I, I I couldn't remember, but yeah, like I mean, a perfect example of that is. You know, if you're watching, you watch the Third Coast Grappling in particular. I, I watched. I'm going to tie it back into the Jits King competition two weeks ago because I wrote that article about it, and I was there watching it live. And like, I can't think of another event that really showcased the array of young talent that's fighting their way into the new jujitsu competition scene, professional jujitsu competition scene. You got John Combs. You've got. Uh, Jimenez, you got William Tackett. Uh, who's the guy that won it? I forget. I always forget his damn name. Um, Wait a minute. I'm looking. I'm reading here. It says he's 30 years old. Leandro Love. Yeah. Yeah, that but seems, he's awesome. Like, but he's seems... been. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, he's young, but he's been competing at a very high level for since he was, you know, 20. And that kind of the same. The same way that that kind of holds its effect on on guys like. Um, Shit, who's the who's the young MMA fighter that was in the UFC and then went to, to Bellator? Um, I can't. Kate Gardner-Sassi. No, 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 no. The 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 other guy that was the big star that 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 fought uh, Bisping and um, anyway. Eddie Alvarez. No, no. Eddie Alvarez. I forget. I, forget, I can't think of his name. He's from he's from Canada. I think he is. But anyway, the the young kid. That, oh, Roy McDonald. Roy McDonald. Right. Exactly. I don't. Yeah. I think he fought. I think he fought. Um, I think he fought. Um, I know anyway, he like Pettis, I'm pretty sure he fought Pettis. Yeah, he fought Pettis. If you talk guys. about guys like uh, like Roy McDonald, you know, he's Roy McDonald's so a young kid, but because he fought for such a young age, started fighting professionally at such a young age, like you just get to a point to where I mean, you only have so many wars in your body. Like you just don't. You get to a point where you just can't, you know, psychologically, physically, the the wear and tear just drains your your desire to compete at such a high level away from you. So in the case of Londra Low, maybe, you know, you're talking about a guy that competed for 20 plus years at the highest levels. It's just at the point where it's like, fuck it, I just don't give a shit anymore. What else do I really have to prove? It happens. It happens. I mean, but, it's it's rough to say. I think that that adrenaline dump for that long of a period yeah. is just going to mess you up. And like you're seeing that with some of the younger guys. Well, you know, like, and it's, yeah. when you're training at that high of a level for such a long period of time, particularly in the case of Leandro when he probably wasn't making any fucking money doing it. You know, it wasn't like there was the idea of professional jiu-jitsu was way different back then. Um, you know, when, when you're competing at that high of a level for that long of a period of time, like, you just don't have a life anymore. Your entire life is just getting ready. You're, you're always constantly con- consumed with the idea of, oh, I got the world's coming up. Oh, I got the ADCC coming up. Oh, I got the super fight in Dubai coming up. Like, I always have to figure out something to keep me going, and you just it becomes, you just don't give a fuck about it anymore. And I'm telling you from someone that's been 
through that for a while. Like I competed, God, I competed fucking every two, three months for probably three years, four years. And it's just, you just, you just never get a chance to say, dude, I just want to go out. I just want to go fuck off and relax. And you know what I mean? I want to not have to worry about fucking cutting weight or staying in shape. Or if I go out and get wasted tonight, am I going to be able to train tomorrow? How, how much weight were you cutting? I don't cut a lot of weight. I don't cut a lot of weight. I never did. I, I will, uh, the biggest, oh shit. The biggest thing I did probably was I cut weight down from, uh, when I went to the world's one year, I usually, I usually compete right about what I weigh and I eat like, I don't fuck around. I'm too old to be cutting weight. I'm too old for that shit. One of my biggest, uh, one of my biggest pet peeves I have, particularly with jujitsu athletes. And I think it probably holds over in MMA athletes too, is that guys become so concerned with cutting weight and, Oh, I should, I'm going to cut down to, you know, to, to middleweight because, you know, I'll be bigger and stronger and, and all this other shit like that. And like they, they get so consumed with the idea of cutting weight and keeping their weight down that that becomes such a motivating factor and such a fucking, compelling idea of their training game that they forget you got to train you know you got to go out and fucking train jujitsu and be ready to fucking go you can't be thinking about fucking not being able to eat like and particularly in an idea where cutting weight you know when you're cutting weight for an mma fight i'll kind of give you the nod simply because you get to dehydrate and rehydrate so you get that advantage but when you're cutting weight for a jujitsu mats like you're then the ibjf you go from the scale to the mat there's not really that much tactical advantage to cutting that weight down unless you're a fat piece of shit you know, but when I could particularly like when I do ADCC, like I'm underweight, like I would rather I, I compete in I may do heavyweight this year, but I compete in uh, if we even have a fucking this year, I compete in 218 and I really only walk around about 205. And you're talking about guys that are competing at 218 that are cutting down from two fucking 25 to 30 to get down there. I think we well. I mean, like it's. I I like that we were able to go off and talk about Leandro a little bit. Yeah. But like, I just I wanted to focus on this, uh, the matchup. Or wait, hang on, uh, that's later. Uh, just Felipe and yeah. and Kanan. Like th- this seems like such a solid solid match. Like I mean, I'm it's, really excited for this. It's the classic, you know, can the big? I mean, because. Duarte, yeah, he's got a good guard. I mean, all these guys have good guards and they have good uh you know, they have good um but Felipe's you know, flowing Felipe's, pa- Felipe's path to the back is almost guaranteed. Of course. He's it's, so good at that. Duarte is good at that too. And yeah. you know, you get the idea, and if it's a points match, you get the idea of the classic discussion of the crafty guard player, which would probably gonna be Pena, who is a good wrestler too, but I don't think he's a good wrestler as fucking Duarte is, versus the dominant top game passing game, which is going to be Tony Duarte coming at him hard to the whole thing. It's, you know, power versus finesse at its greatest, uh, greatest levels. I'm, I, I really just think that this is, this is a, these are two of the, the truly greatest guys in the world. Like oh, yeah. both of these, like, and the, the way I, I measure that is, you're going to hate me for this, but it's just like the, the fact that both of them, whenever they talk shit with Gordon, he talks, he responds to them a little differently than well, he does. No, of course, people. because they're legit threats. I believe personally that if, if Duarte continues to train in the open-minded 
respect in which I believe that guys are starting to really catch on to now that, you know, we're not points match grapplers versus submission only grapplers or gi versus no gi and that kind of like strict, you know, philosophies to your training and you encompass a whole idea of, hey, man, you got to be good at submission only grappling and you got to get good at points grappling. You got to be able to tie those two together because what I've noticed with Duarte and a lot of the guys from Autos is that they're understanding that modern game of jiu-jitsu, which arguably, you know, Eddie Bravo and the Dana Herdesquare guys invented, you know, so like they're understanding. It's not just about the leg locks. It's about incorporating the philosophies of flowing from submission to submission while also understanding that you have to win in a points match. And a lot of the young grapplers are, there's no more of the idea of like, you're a points grappler, you're a submission only grappler. Like if you're not doing both, you're just not going to be viable as a professional jujitsu athlete. All right. Well, I, other than my just absolute excitement for this yeah. match, I really can't think I, 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 I want, I think I, I see Felipe taking it. I do. I know like he, he had that lost attacks. Yeah. And uh, he's competed since, you know, he's, he's, he's done pretty well, but like, I think that's the one that sticks out in people's minds. And I think the, the caliber of this matchup is I just, such I, that, such that it, it'll, it'll set him back on that contention of. Yeah. It's Felipe Pena. I get that idea. And I think that Pena is, I think if it was Nogi, it's a different match. I just think in Gi, Duarte's size and physical presence is going to be more than – it's going to be enough of a factor to to get him the win on this one in a Gi match. I think in Nogi, it's a little bit different. Uh, but with the grips involved and, 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 and all those other things, I think that Duarte takes this one. Just His head is he's so big. He's a, boy, he's a, he's a gorilla. He's a fucking gorilla. <laughs> fucking gorilla. He's so uh. big. Have you ever rolled with it, like any of the Atos guys? Or yeah, I roll with. I I go to Atos. I've been to Atos twice to train. I train with. I roll with Galval. I roll with. Uh, there's a video. There's a video clip of me rolling with Galval up on his uh, on his website. Actually, oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a small little clip, but it was up on it. was on the Instagram. He made me famous for a fucking weekend. It was pretty cool. Oh, but yeah. I roll with Hanger a few times. Um, I rolled with that. Um, purple belt phenom that just won the purple belt worlds that went to go train with keenan now i forget his damn name but I, I know who you're talking about yeah, yeah the kid that speaks portuguese he was a blue belt yeah. world champion now he's a purple belt world champion and he was freaking good just a beast their their style of training is something to behold man it, it really is you know they're obviously a very classical jiu-jitsu academy in terms of uh hierarchy you know you you bow them the instructors you give the utmost respect it's a very traditional atmosphere but they handle their practices in a similar manner to like a a collegiate division one athletic program or a real world class like uh you know national team program where they have it's not just we come in coach shows a few things maybe we do some positional shit and then we roll Nah, man, like uh, the time I was there to training, um, Galva was there. And then the other guy who's one of the, the patriarchs of um, Atos, who's also the coach of the United Arab Emirates national team. The United Arab Emirates national team was there with this guy, Lamone. I think Ricardo, Roberto Lamone or Ricardo Lamone is I think his name. But those guys were both like they would teach some techniques 
and then we would break things up and we'd like there was very structured uh practices and throughout the course of the week the practice is built off of one to the next to the next to the next like one day we did this the next day we did this and like the training you know we would do four guys or three guy groups and then two minute rolls each with a minute break for 30 minutes straight and then the next day we would do you know time matches and but it was a very structured you know and then all of his guys have to go do uh you know physical training but anyway they're they're amazing they're amazing the autos team out there the, the 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 training and the and the product that they're able to put out it definitely shows in their in their winning streak yeah, I feel like I remember the scheduling being really strict, and that was one of the things that Keenan cited as yeah. the, one of the reasons he left is like that he kept, couldn't keep to the schedule or that didn't want to keep to the schedule. And I, I just mean, think that Keenan came from that. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Irving, uh, Lloyd Irving. Lloyd Irving. You know, metal chaser, crazy brainwashing. Uh, have you ever seen anything about the his? Oh the yeah, that's, oh, God, that's, it was insane. That's a horrible. You want to story. talk about? You want to yeah, talk about regimented? Team. Yeah, I mean these guys had no lives yeah, for you so would long. Bust kids in from the inner city and just yeah. be like, I'll pay you like a certain yeah. amount of money if you right. win at a tournament. It was it's insane, like, and then you live it. You're like, and you know it. The 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 end product was he put out champions, but like at what cost? Jesus Christ! Like, is it really worth it? You know, I don't think so. And then, you know, he went to Autos, finally got away from Lord Irving and, you know, kind of had some freedom and then like realized that, wow, this isn't really what I want. When you look at the Keenan now versus Keenan, you know, five, six years ago, he's, you know, he's got blue hair. He's fucking freewheeling around, you know, smoking pot, doing his thing. Like, it's just, he's just, he's like a kid that grew up in like a crazy Christian house. And now gets, all to of a sudden, right? gets to let his freak flag fly. Yeah, oh, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm doing what the fuck I want to do. It's like the the minute you get your first paycheck as you're in an adult job, and you're just yeah. like, I got to be responsible. But next thing you know, ah, oh, shit, it's all gone. I I spent it all on shit I don't need, but I'm I'm so happy right now. <laughs> you know, and it's it's funny that you know the, the two types of jujitsu, because if you look at a guy like Gordon Ryan, like that's very different from what he experiences with Don Danner. You know what I mean? It's it's on you. Like, if you want to come train, I'm here. We're going to do what you got to do. And you, you got to be compliant to my needs and you have to be there to show up. But it's not like that blue basement is by no means a D1 what, athlete. Yeah. Like, I mean, or that in it, the schedule, in the schedule, yeah, like. it's regimented. It's very, it's very, it's a very laid back. And I've been to both types of gym. You've got very laid back and you got your very like uber fucking, you know, respectful and regimented. And, and you, the, the instructor runs everything. And you can excel in both avenues it's just some people need i don't know some people need that extra motivation to keep them going but gordon was very gordon really didn't have a lot of good things to say about keenan he really thought keenan oh was a yeah man. and Speaking one of the things he said was his work ethic yeah he did he did comment on like he had to convince him to go and do different divisions and like the absolute divisions that right. like I, I think it was the ibjjf one year and then he was like oh he actually won so then he ended up thanking gordon afterwards and it's yeah, man. You know when you when you fucking again, it's the same thing. Like he's just like fucking. I'm over this shit. You know, I'm gonna compete in my own time, and and the the end result is always gonna be this. Once you've achieved what it takes to be a champion, obviously Keenan was the best in the game for 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 quite some time before Gordon came around. It was undoubtedly at least the best American grappler until Gordon came around. Oh um, yeah, but um, actually, I don't I mean, know. Like was- Labora Lovato is the best, but. 
Yeah, that I was gonna say Lovato is probably but as he, like, far he, as as far as like the young buck up and comer. He was the he young kid. Play. He was yeah. the new kid on the block, you know, right. like yeah. And he'll Speaking figure it out. Oh yeah, he's I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Keenan finding his way in the world. I'm pretty sure he'll be fine. Speaking of something I thought we could comment on briefly is uh, Gordon uh, just announced that he'll be facing Brian Marvin at a third coast grappling charity match to benefit uh, friends of the show, the we defy foundation. Uh, I don't always support Gordon Ryan for, 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 personal reasons but i will support this because i think it is core gordon does do good things for the jiu-jitsu community he just has a fucked up way about getting there sometimes but i will support this and i will i I will be cool with this because this is a good thing good good for him yeah but i also just thought it was it it's always cool when a grappler uh takes his takes the time to make a like causes like this a priority and he's a big enough name now obviously He's been just super active in social media shenanigans and right. a lot of other stuff that we could just go into for a while. But he's this got is a opinions. good thing. He's got, got his the, opinions, and that's and the that, end, those are all his. And own. this is the this is the the end result is veterans are getting uh, attention paid to their issues. And so I, I just wanted instead of going in on, you know, Gordon specifically, I thought this would be a good time to like bring attention once again to the we defy guys you know yeah, and like, sure. there's never there's never a bad time for this these issues to be brought up you know veteran suicide is a is a massive concern that is not getting the funding it needs and so yeah. effort any effort within any niche community is an amazing thing for everybody and uh yeah are you familiar with brian at all like, no i'm uh, not are, are you do you know anything about brian marvin i know he I, was I Googled a, him a little bit he was a wrestler who also did jujitsu yeah and um i i think these kinds of matchups are cool you does know does he I have mean, anything to do with the veteran society was he a veteran or anything of, of no regards let's look at um yeah, let's look at the, the beautiful the beautiful write-up by avery, hey, avery. yeah our, our avery. boss the boss the boss Oh, I think he. Yeah, no, he's part of the. He's part of We Defy. Now, that's that's why I recognize. Okay. Him. Like, yeah. He's a, he's a part of the organization. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the black belt. Yeah, he's one of the because he when they when they had their event in California, he was one of the um, the guest instructors they did for like a guest seminar thing when they did their gala event out there to raise uh, raise awareness. Amazing beard. One, yeah, it is an awesome beard. Yeah, I don't. If I for just, audio only, he's he's got a good beard. Brian yeah. Marvin, look him up. Click, yeah, look him up. It's a good beard. <laughs> What I yeah, what I will say is this is um, Gordon made the comment that when he, when the event was and nothing against against uh, you know Brian, um, I'm happy he got the opportunity and I'm sure it's going to be a good thing and I like the idea that ties into We Defy so it brings awareness through that regard. He's an he's a veteran and all the other things like that to go along with it. But um, it's it's sad to me that because Gordon did make a comment, it's a very valid comment. Like they couldn't find any because when he first mentioned it, he kind of gave a a teaser. Big announcement coming up, charity event for We Defy against a legendary member of the jiu-jitsu community. Can't wait till we find out, blah, 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 blah. And I think what happened was is he tried to get a bunch of people to commit to the charity part of it. And either no one wanted to go against him or no one wanted to go against him for free. You know, which is kind of shitty to tell you the truth because there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, again, no disregard to Brian Marvin. I'm sure he's going to be game and he's going to give Gordon his due, but 
come on, bro. I love you, Brian Marvin, but this is the greatest grappler on the planet. There's 20 fucking other grapplers out there that would have not only given Gordon probably a little bit better match, and maybe he'll surprise me again. I'm, I'm no knocks to Brian. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to make this as a negative towards Brian. It's just the notoriety value to be able to raise more awareness and to raise more money for the We Defy Foundation. It makes me a little bit sad that there are some grapplers out there that couldn't step up to the plate and be like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this thing for charity." Fuck yeah, you ain't gonna pay me. Just give me a plane ticket. We're good. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah, honestly, I feel like this would be an appropriate time for for Gordon to roll with Tim Kennedy. I feel like that would that would have been a cool one. That would that would have one hundred percent. But again, who knows? I mean, also like the people are one. There, there's a lot of things wrapped up in this. One, there's a lot of concerns about travel. So I don't right. know if it was wholly a, mo- a monetary thing. A right. lot of people are bolted down to where they what are right now. What is this match scheduled for, by the way? Um, let me check. Because fucking A, dude, who knows what's going on in this goddamn world? July 11th. <laughs> yeah, oh, this, is like, this, is, oh, this is right soon. Yeah, yeah, that'll that'll happen. But after that, who knows? All bets are off, brother. We'll fucking see, man. Yeah, July 11th. I um. Oh, look, look, another look right to the right is another potential opponent. Yeah, that would <laughs> It's funny when he brought up the whole cherry thing immediately in my mind. It was anyway, but I, you know, huge talent. Like, there's always. Since Gordon first came on to the scene, there's always been this like twinkle in my head about, oh my God, like how amazing would it be if Gordon Marcelo Garcia came from out of retirement and went out and took on Gordon Ryan and beat him? And oh man, it would be so fucking awesome. But like, I don't, Marcelo hasn't, he would, I don't think he would take a match with Gordon Ryan. He has competed at any high level for a long time. You know who's like game for anything always, all the time, but I know is currently at home in quarantine? Mikey Musumeci. I feel like Mikey, oh, yeah. Mikey Musumeci wouldn't even care. He'd just do this. He'd be like, yeah. fuck yeah, let's do it. No, he'd he make wouldn't. Him do, he'd he make, wouldn't him he'd, be like, he'd make him go into Gita. I don't think he would care. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he would. I think care. I think Mikey tools on Gordon in the gi. I don't yeah, even I think, think so. that's Mikey, fun to watch. Mikey, I mean, Mikey's amazing. He beat fucking Bruno Malfesi, probably the greatest fucking gi grappler of the last fucking you know, 15 years of fucking jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And who knows? He hasn't even – he's just been training with his um, sister, I think. He hasn't even landed in a new gym since he left uh, – since he left Kayo, which is really fascinating. I feel yeah, what like – What happened with all that? I didn't even know about I that. think he just – I think they – from what I heard, they just had a falling out. You know, it's just like classic, classic personality. He's, he's so young. Yeah. He's still developing into the guy he's going to be for the rest of his life. Shout it's out amazing. to Spider-Man 1. It's amazing how shit like that happens. It sucks. It's yeah. I mean, I've heard some, you know, I don't know. If, I, I, I've, I've, I've met Mikey. He's a nice guy. You know, he seems like a real chill dude. I don't know about Kyle. You know, I, I, uh, um, but you know, whatever the case, I hope I can't wait to see where he ends up. Cause like, I feel like he's probably getting scouted like a, like a free agent, like Tom Brady right now, just like, Oh, we could have him here. <laughs> we sell so much, so many geese and t-shirts. But, I mean, just think about the idea of Marcelo Garcia coming out of retirement and having a match somewhere, any kind of a super match. Think about the fucking, you know, you could be the classic old school versus new school. It's, it's just such a, an intriguing, even if it wasn't, it didn't have, it wouldn't have to be a been Gordon Ryan, it could be against some other high-level Do you think think there's a case to be made that Marcelo's most popular student is actually Dylan Dennis? 
Like, it, like, how fucked up is that? Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, it's definitely the most notable one. Just, I mean, Munchie. They have the Marcella guys. I mean, no, I shouldn't say that. Right now, Matthias Denise is probably his number. He won. He won the trials last year. Or he won. No, he won. He won. Fucking, he won his division. He won, yeah, he won uh he won his division at the ADCC last year, my test in East. Wow. Yeah, I, I think he I'm pre, I'm almost fucking sure he did. Yeah, I think he did. Hey, so, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, so like he's a Marcella Black belt. I've rolled with Matias before. Black how how, how strong is he? He looks like a he looks yeah, like he's, a he's just a mutant, just a mutant <laughs> fucking athlete, strong, and he's mean too, man. Oh, he's mean. <laughs> he has that that he has one of those bodies that's very angular and sharp so like (laughs) every time you either touch him or he touches you like one of them fucking like sharp fucking forearm bones or shin bones or elbows is like crunching on you and he's not afraid to use that shit man he's all he's all about the pain compliance we have a guy that i train with one of my black friends is actually my connection to autos who trains out of autos now uh we call him uh gorilla Anthony, I forget his last name. I can never fucking say his last name, but Gorilla is his name, and he looks just like Denise. And it's the same thing. He's very fucking strong, right about my size, about 195, 200 pounds. Huge catch wrestling background, black belt in jiu-jitsu. So every time you roll him, it's just like, oh, fuck, man. Everything <laughs> you roll him, some shit hurts. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, once again, uh, go check out the Third Coast Grappling We Defy Foundation charity event yes, on July sure. 11th. It's for charity, guys. We could all yeah, use man. some some nice, cool stuff to just all get behind. I can't stress enough how much, like I said, I love Gordon Ryan for this, and I'll give him his props for this when he deserves it because I can't stress how much I, I, I believe in the We Defy Foundation. I think it's something that my sport – that I love is can truly make a difference in people's lives. And the more awareness we have for this, the better it is. So go out there and watch this. Well, I mean, yeah, it's and shame it's, on you. Jiu-Jitsu world for not jumping up and taking this goddamn match to give it more fucking notoriety. No, offense, <laughs> no, no offense, Brian, but like, it would have been a lot cooler if fucking, you know, a big name would have jumped up to take this match. Even if you're going to get your ass kicked by Gordon Ryan, but go out there. And Gordon Ryan him. to face Kevin Gallagher. At we defy foundation. <laughs> yeah. Brian, Brian, Brian's going to get a few more likes than I am. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. I'll throw my hat in the ring. Fuck Gordon. Ryan. Yeah. I, want a, I want I want a piece of that paycheck. <laughs> I mean, okay. How about this? How about this? Kevin Gallagher, Nikki Rod, who's, and, oh, and I'd rather go against Gordon. <laughs> 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 Fuck Nicky Rod. That guy's an animal. At least, at least Nicky Rod, at least Gordon won't pick me up and throw me on my goddamn head. Like, at least when I'm rolling with Gordon, there'll be some high-level jiu-jitsu opposed to just dealing with a fucking Gordon's cage just gonna, gorilla. Just going to monkey fuck you into the mats. <laughs> just like just break, your no. C, break your C7 vertebra. <laughs> Nick, oh, yeah, Nick has told me that before, too. It's one of the, one of the most frightened – because Nick's a big motherfucker. You ever be around Nick? He's a big motherfucker. I mean, like that picture next to you, like when you cornered him, that I'm picture. You said, yeah, I know. You that he picture makes me look like a child. Next to him, you like he's just a thick boy. He's, he's a big a boy. boy. He's yeah. not, you know, he's six two, six three-ish. So he's not, I mean, that's still pretty tall, but yeah. he's not that tall. Maybe six four. I don't know. I think he's six That's three. fucking I don't know about you, but man. That's fucking he's <laughs> like fucking just ill. Just massive. One of them guys that's like mesomorphic. You know what I mean? With big ass fucking hands and big fucking feet and dense muscle mass and shit. 
We got to get him on the. Nezio more. We got to get him back on again too. He, yeah, yeah, he's, I hit him he's, he's Roberto, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, shit. That's gonna be that's gonna be solid. And Nick, Nicky Rod, if you're watching this, come back on. We yeah, we'll get. I get. We gotta get back on again. We should. We got a bunch of guys in the queue that I just keep forgetting again about. Justin Raider wants to come on. We're gonna. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! Popping up. But today it's just it's just us. Yeah, this it's is fun. Just, we haven't done it. Exactly. I've done this for a yeah. while. That's All right, right. now uh, a little bit more serious, but I feel like it would be we'd be remiss if we didn't at least oh, bring yeah. it up. What the uh, fuck? But. Uh, De La Hiva reportedly uh, not training women in mixed classes oh, anymore. It was a big Reddit post man, that man. What turned a that fuck thing to do. Go yeah. ahead. I'm going to explain to you what's going on in this fuckhead's mind, and I'll tell you why it's so fucked up. But like, say what you want to say about it. Yeah, no. So uh, for the audio listeners uh, that you can't read what's going on on screen, uh, I shouldn't uh, say fuck it because whatever. He's a legend of jujitsu, yeah. but you well, get the okay. idea. Anyone can be anyone can be wrong, and obviously right. there's a lot happening fast. So right. we're just covering the news as it happens. Daily Hiba's main academy will no longer offer mixed gender classes and currently does not offer female only classes, according to a message sent out to students from the academy's WhatsApp. The information was first shared by BJJ Bluebelt and now former De La Hiva student Maggie uh, Gomes, who spoke out about the expulsion of women from the academy that she says was first discussed in a Zoom call with students of the academy. Upon, con- upon being contacted by the JJT, Gomes shared a screenshot of the message from a number that matches the WhatsApp number listed on the De La Hiva website. She has since shared the message publicly on her Instagram page. And uh, you can read through the... Uh, we will provide links to the the full article and the the statement, but uh, yeah, essentially he is no longer offering offering mixed uh, classes or female only classes, and that comes obviously after the allegations made by uh, Claudia Duvall. Um, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of uh, impropri- a lot of alleged impropriety, a lot of uh, broken power dynamics from a high-level black belt to one of his students. And it's just an ugly situation. Uh, so, yeah, this is a big, this is a big thing. It's a big story. It's, it's, I'm surprised, you know, again, in the world we're living in, like it's, it's, this is, you know, there's so much going on in the world that I'm surprised this hasn't gotten as much notoriety as it has because it's really fucked up, man. So like, I'll give you my interpretation of the situation here and what I believe he's thinking about in his mind. It's really fucked up. It's not right. It's not something that should be done because it's unfortunate. So in the old days in Brazil, women weren't allowed to do jujitsu period. That just wasn't, that's just, you weren't allowed to, because it was, you know, it was a man thing. So like, that's part of what is in the DNA of, you know, these old school jujitsu guys and still lingering around in there that like, you know, women just cause problems. You know, and that's that's the facts. I've actually, you know, unfortunately, you know, in in almost in jest, but not really in jest, but in conversations that I've had with with other people, other instructors, other gym owners, other black belt instructors, and whatnot, we've had conversations that align of like sometimes I wish that we just didn't have women train here, simply because there's always drama involved, and it's not strictly the women's fault; it's also the men's fault because what'll happen is inevitable. You know, you've got persons of opposite sexual orientation or sexual genders that are training together in very intimate scenarios, you know, like it's hard not to believe that there is obviously attraction. You know, you have two people that have similar interests. 
that are both athletically inclined, that are in there doing their things like nature happens. You know, people have feelings for each other. It happens. So, like, rather than addressing the, the situation by saying, look, you know, like, don't fuck your fucking students because that happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? If students want to bang each other, that's fine. Try to leave the drama away. You know, I, you know, in, in the bigger scheme, I can't tell you how many times I've had, I've seen it firsthand where you have a female that comes to the gym. She trains with, you know, the guys or whatever. She ends up hooking up with some dude. Then through whatever reason, the relationship doesn't work out. Uncomfortableness occurs and either the male or the female ends up quitting because they don't want to deal with it anymore. So it costs people business. So now rather than saying, look, we're just going to address this like adults. It's not just the female's fault. It's not just the male's fault. You say, well, fuck it. We just can't have females here anymore because we can't have this intermingling in our society. And it's just a cop out as far as I'm concerned. Cause this fucking guy, bottom line, you shouldn't have banged your fucking student, you fucking dick. Well, I mean, again, that wasn't the allegation that was like more like, sexual misconduct and that right. there was inappropriate Ooh, touching yeah, and it was a little it was vague but this type of stuff is happening in other areas of the world so yeah. it's it is totally possible that it is also happening here and these these claims should not be just thrown out or that <laughs> that they shouldn't be discounted uh, but it it's a lot and but I, I feel so bad for the students that are yeah. suffering because of this. Like in the, the middle of a pandemic, students, right. yeah, in the middle of a pandemic where you're just getting started back in jujitsu, you're told, "Oh, wait a minute, the gym I might have been training at for like years, I can no longer train at." What if you're like, what if you're a stripe away from your black belt? Like, what if you're almost gonna get your black belt, almost get you get your brown belt? Like, what about all those long term yeah. athletes? that this decision affects like what do they do well and even even more than that like you train if you're training under ricardo de la Hiva, like there's a whole lot of pride that goes with that like i want to get my black belt from a legendary figure fucking creator of the de la Hiva guard ricardo de la Hiva, like one of the most recognizable the, the, the dude has a fucking move named after him a position named after him your guard named after him you know, I want to get my black belt from Daily Heva, and you've trained with him to purple belt, brown belt, and now you're thinking you're going to continue to do that. Like it, it saddens me that it seems like he just turned his back on those people. Like now you can't train with me, and I don't know all the specifics, but goddamn, it's hard not to think that that's the case. And if that's the case, bad on him, man. I mean, but also, and it sucks because it's not like your gym closed and the whole ecosystem is now dead and everyone's scrambling to find a new place to train no the place that you were training at for years is still open they just don't want you right like how how and not even for anything specifically that you did just because you're a woman yeah that, that's fucked that, up exactly exactly like just just because i'm a woman like you didn't get rid of the men right you didn't get rid of the dudes if you want to solve the problem, or you can get rid of the men too. You're not going to do that because there's not as many men. Yeah, there's more men than women, so that you know, I guess. But dude, it's horrible. Like you get this percentage of people that just want to come train that, that, that deal with shit like this all the time. To deal with one-on-one sexual advancements, you know, or or if you're a female, you know, you're you you know, I, I it goes both ways in that accord. I firmly believe that a lot of times in these situations where 
you know, again, if it's not a coach, if you're a coach, you're a piece of shit because you shouldn't bang a student anyway. It's in the story. You don't do that because it's you, you, whether you want to believe it or not, you are taking advantage of an empowerment situation that will cause problems for you down the road. You shouldn't have done that. He should. Ricardo obviously shouldn't have put himself in the position of whatever happened to happen to where this went down that way. Because it seems to me that Claudia was there's definitely more than what Daily Heva is trying. There may not have been a sexual encounter, but there was definitely more than what. He's leading on to believe. But, you know, you're punishing his women for for what? For being a woman? Because people fall in love. People have sex. You know, whatever. It's fucking stupid. Well, I know it's not even it's not even that they uh, can you hear me? Yeah. OK. It's not even that they uh, that it's it's not even because just that they're women it is that they could possibly turn on him right the way right. that claudia did that's crazy just, man that's crazy. it's like i need to head this off at the past eliminate the possibility of right. like that's treachery crazy. that's crazy and it's, it's like how's that gonna that's gotta damage the morale for everybody that's crazy man he he's He's just a crazy old man, dude. He's, I don't, it's I don't crazy. Really I mean, him. I would love to see what his war room looks like that told him that this is the right move. Right. That this isn't going to make everybody man, think you're even more of a creep. I know. Like, like, what kind of answer? Like, how do you not look like a bigger asshole now? Yeah, you know? it's like it's like I'm innocent, but also, just to be safe, no woman could train here ever again. <laughs> Or possibly, he said we might have female only classes in the future. He's not even saying that they're gonna have a place for women in the gym at all. He's saying maybe, which that's, is bonkers. <laughs> that's like this. This is this is this is the so this is to to make a real world analogy to what this prick is doing. That's like saying, oh well, you know. We have issues now between blacks and whites. You know what I mean. So rather than trying to solve the goddamn <laughs> issues. You know what I mean? African Americans and white people. I guess you're sorry, but rather no, than no, trying just, to rather than try to solve the issues, we go back to segregation. You follow? It, what I'm talking about rather than trying to make, figure like out it, what man. the problems it's, is. You separate everybody. It's ridiculous. It's it's, it's it's such backwards thinking. It's not. It's not good. It's not a good. And I we've uh, Avery and other writers have reached out to De La Hiva for a comment. We have yet to receive one. We're still waiting. You know, there's a situation developing. I can't imagine an explanation that he could give that would make anyone feel happy other than like we need to restructure and give like, I don't know, sensitivity training to everybody. And I'm like, OK, yeah, I don't know why you couldn't. I don't know why you couldn't hire a female black belt to run your, classes yeah, for you. Are, don't bang your fucking students, man. Like, don't hook up with your students. Don't put yourself in compromised positions with your students, man. Just like, like <laughs> you know, like that's it's I just look at this guy and I want to believe him. I really do. But God damn, it's so hard not to think that he at least had some knowledge that he was going over there. Like, you know, and God damn, the women will tell you they're fucking nuts. It is what it is. You can't like, you know, men are crazy too. But like, you know, you, you have to understand that like physical affection is different for a man than a woman sometimes and men eventually become more attracted to in the case of of, of de la Eva, according to claudio like he tend, he seemed to get more upset as time went on because he was more upset with the fact that like claudia wasn't returning any of his advances and being pissed off because he felt like he was being uh you know he was being uh shunned or not well again like shown affection 
it 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 is it's important to recognize to to, to 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 remove the allegations from the conversation as to like what's happening now just because in a vacuum this right. is crazy like yeah. the, even the explanation given because of the allegations doesn't really help doesn't the make fact that there are no lo- there's no longer a place for like for yeah. half the population at this guy's gym it's insane it's insane that's that's crazy it's and crazy. I'm it surprised more people are talking about that. It sucks because then it must mean that, like, on a numbers perspective, he can afford the hit to his gym, meaning that there's, like, there's not a lot of women there training in the first place. If he feels comfortable making that type of disastrous financial decision just in terms of numbers, it's it's a crazy situation from beginning to end. You know, it, another another part of it that's bad, too, Kev, is the fact that he's, you know, he's considered – He's a coral bell. He's considered a pillar of the jiu-jitsu community. So other people look to him for direction when dealing with these things. Like he could have – honestly, he, nothing nothing wrong happened. You know, he didn't rape this girl. There was no sexual misconduct. He just abused a position of authority. He well, could that's, have – that's bad. No, that's, no, that, no. That is but, a bad thing. But no, but, but here's the point I'm trying to say. Here's the point I'm trying to say. Like, yes, it was a bad thing, but at the end of the day, it was a consensual thing. Whether or not he manipulated a, – a, whether or not he took advantage of a girl that was having emotional problems and preyed upon that, who knows what went down. The point It was wrong. But the point of the matter is this. All he had to do was say, you know what? I was very wrong, and I apologize for taking advantage of this situation with you, Claudia. And other gym owners, you should not do this. It's bad. This shouldn't happen. I am living proof of why this is wrong. Instead of just denying, denying, and denying. It was obviously well, it was obvious that you had some kind of interaction with this girl. Well, I, here, like, it is a developing situation. So we all we can do is right. learn well, more information as it comes in. According to the developments, it doesn't seem like this asshole is mean, no, planning no, on doing yeah. the right thing. I it seems like this this just in a vacuum, this is such a baffling decision to me that I I don't I can't imagine anyone looking at this and going, This is a good thing. No. Like, this is this no is way. this is bonkers. Well, again, I will tell you the people that do say it's a good thing the fucking strongholds that are still holding on to that archaic fucking like women got no place in jiu-jitsu fucking mindset. Hey, all them women, they just want to come in here and bang our fighters. They just going to cause problems. You know, I'm, I'm so irresistible. So they just want to bang me and all it does is cause this shit. I can't even have them around because those are whispers that trickle throughout the jiu-jitsu community. I'm telling you this because I know it. Right, this little jokes that people have, and those little jokes become reality when assholes like this make it real. Because now other guys are like, well, fuck, man, De La Hiva did it. I'm doing it too. I'm sick of this bullshit. We just can't have women around. How fucked up is that? It is. It is right. Fuck. Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous, and it's because this guy holds such a place of importance, and it's fucked up that we're letting it happen. We're not bringing it up and talking about it. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that. That is a solid and, and uh, poignant place to, to end this. Yeah. I'm OG. not done bitching. We're not going anywhere, Kev. I'm done yet. Look at the camera shaking. Shit. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, bitch, we'll bitch some more off camera to be sure. But, yeah, uh, yeah just that. thanks uh, Thanks for this old school, like, retro callback episode to how things were in the bygone days of 
honestly only a few months ago. This, is, this, show, this show is really just taking it off like a rocket. We're thankful for you, the viewers, who have been with us. Some of you joining us uh, at different points along the way, some with us from the beginning. Uh, we love you guys, and I think now is a good time to remind you that this entire episode, as we said in the beginning, is brought to you by No Judges Needed, our, our longtime first-ever sponsors, the, the very cool sweatshirt that I'm wearing, the sticker that's currently on my mic, and one of the logos on uh, the wonderful Kevin's banner, yep. if you cannot see. Uh, we'll pro provide you a link to the, the website, but you can yep. get a uh, promo code, JJT, uh, for 20% off your uh, any purchases you make from the site. They've got hats, skis, rash guards, different apparels, T-shirts, you name it, whole nine yards. Uh, yep. You know, and uh, as jujitsu is starting to ramp back up, you might want to treat yourself to some sweet gear, but maybe you want to save some money while you're doing it. Use the promo code. Let them know I'll, we sent you, man. I'll say this about Troy too, man. Like I Troy, Troy Regano has been my first sponsor that I ever had before like i was ever doing anything so like when i when i was just out there fucking off troy was always giving me free shit and troy's one of my black belt brothers so he's it's this op this company is a jiu-jitsu owned and operated company by a legitimate black belt trevor gano that i consider one of my my truly great friends that i've trained with for a long long time so like you know when you're giving money back and you're buying from this company from nojudgesneeded.com which is the website go check it out you are getting your you are sponsoring you're giving back to the jiu-jitsu community so like go check this guy out man he's got some good products troy's an awesome fucking dude been taking care of me for a long long time go out there and buy some no judges needed pearl uh what is it jjt for 25 percent yeah. off at use OMG. that code com. man helps or, it, right you up. help help them out help no us out com. it's just helping everybody out man yeah but yeah i think that's uh that's about it for me kev you got any closing remarks don't no, fuck man. your Just, students. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck your students. Just stay, stay safe out there, guys, man. Like I'm I'm trying not to stress, but it's 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 discouraging discouraging to me to see uh to see the world kind of falling apart anymore, man. I just want you guys to man take a deep breath and let's just let's just try to get get along, man. Like if you gotta compromise slightly to to make the world a better place, man, just suck it up. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth all the bullshit we're going through, man. Like we got a lot of problems in this world right now, man. We can solve them if we just quit fighting with one another, man. Let's just fucking be happy. Doing Hell my yeah, best man. to be positive about things, man. Let's be positive. Let's be positive. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy, man. You're going to be a world champion. You'll be world champion. We got to get him. We got to get We got to get Ricardo. I'm going to talk to Wade. I didn't hit him up yet. We got to get Roddy and uh, Ricardo on the same episode. I mean, Roddy, we call Roddy right now. I'm sure he jump on. <laughs> oh, my God. Roddy, Roddy is one of – if, if you oh, haven't yeah, seen yeah. it, go back and watch our episode with uh, Judo Olympian Roddy Ferguson. Straight off the street. I, I walked in the gym one day cold. 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 I front squatted 495. <laughs> He's got the greatest voice I think I've ever heard He's in my amazing. entire life. I love him. All right. Well, that has been another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I've been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next time.